Welcome back to the As Indie Grows podcast, where we highlight successful people doing successful things in Indiana. We are at Banker's Life Fieldhouse. I am Taylor Hall with my co-host, Remington T. Ramsey. You're supposed to say Taylor J. Hall if you're going to say... I know, but, you know, it's it's nice. I'll throw the T in there for you, and then Do you J think when me. people are, like, listening to this in their cars, they clap when you do the intro? They're like, this is good. We're listening to the show, and they start clapping. I hope they don't do it when they're driving, but... I, I think we should figure out how many people actually listen to it in their car first. Mm, very to true. To give a, a better answer. But Raise your a- hand if you're listening to this in your car. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And we Sorry. have one. We have one listening. Jordan listens to Do you it listen to it in your car? See, yeah, we have and one. I do too. There's two. And three. All right. And then we have a first on the show today. Do you know what that is? I do know what it is. What is that? We have the first nominated guest who is currently going to be our guest. Correct. From our website. So, a Do you remember how to say his last name? Giorzi. Close. Giorzi. Nope. Giorzi. Giorzi. Did I nail that's it? That's correct. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's like, Points to rim. You know what? I should just think Giordano's. <laughs> But, but no. it's not. But it's the opposite. <laughs> and that's why I'm getting thrown off. <laughs> Jesse. We can just go Jesse. Je- well, that's what... Yes, absolutely. Yeah, who's Jesse? So Jesse is the b- director of brand strategy at Charge, which is a marketing agency in Indianapolis. And he was the first nominated guest from our website, asindiegrows.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, a colleague of his actually nominated him. And then true to, to good marketing for me, followed up in an email and it was a personalized email, and he was touching on past guests that mm-hmm. he had seen on the show, and mm-hmm. how he may not. Be if you want to schmooze, that's the way to schmooze. You yeah, talk I mean, about he, us. He played, he played up to yeah, our egos. Yeah, I and, like it. Uh, but you know what? You're, you're like the rest of them now because you're on the show. But he I'm also here. he's yeah. a brand he's a branding expert. He's, he is. He knows how to brand himself. He knows how to brand us. I like it. Yeah, welcome to the show. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, what's your little pin? It's a bulldog. I got it at the. Um, uh, at a, uh, like a trade show or a uh, at the uh, field house, not the field house. The um, yeah, the Garfield field house. Is that your spirit animal? No, I just liked it, and I think it was the Mack truck logo actually, uh. and that just felt like a good, like powerful kind of uh, metaphor for a pin. Yeah, like just Mack truck your day. <laughs> I like it. And it's it. a dog, so it seems like approachable. Do most people ask you about it? Uh, here, since I guess I got an indie, but when I'm in indie, some people think it's a bulldog, butler bulldog. Right. I'm just like, oh yeah, it could be if if you want it to be, it can be. But that's I just got it because it was a dog and it looked cool and it was a dollar. So you say most people in <laughs> indie, where are you from? Are you from elsewhere? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not from here. I've been here about four and a half uh, years. I think came here in February 14. Um, I grew up in New York, just outside the city. I've kind of lived all around. I went to school in Ohio. I lived in Dallas for a couple of years as well. So I've I've bopped around, but I've been in Indy for the last uh, last little bit, and I think the next little bit as well. I'll be here for a while. He sounds too nice to be a New Yorker. That's I think a he, rumor. We're got, all very nice. We just don't have a lot of time. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes ah, people go. from outside of New York feel like that means that you're being rude or, or short. It's just like we're just busy. We're going somewhere else. I like right. it. Yeah. I, I feel busy. You were in a hurry this morning. I was in a hurry this morning, but we won't get into okay. that. Okay, we won't get into that. But, but in in New York City, so you actually rode your bike here to the field house today. Yeah, I live in Bates Hendricks. Uh, it was probably like a seven eight minute ride. So, um, I'll get the car up for the drive to my office in the north side. But I try to ride my bike at least through downtown as as much as possible because it's easy. Right. I just sweat every time I ride a bike. Doesn't matter what clothes, I'll be sweating. So I couldn't ride it anywhere. Especially to the show. I'd you, yeah, definitely to the show. That's quite a haul for yeah. you. Well, from Fishers. For, for, from Fishers. But anywhere. Like, I can't ride a bike and not sweat. 
I I am to his point of like going places quickly right. and being out of time. Like I I could I could have a half hour to get somewhere. It takes fifteen minutes, and I still want to like drive fast to get there. I don't know what it is, but I get. I'm just a, I have to go fast. Even when I'm walking, I can't leisurely lo- walk with my wife. Like when we're right. walking, Charlie, like I'll end up five paces ahead. <laughs> like let's go. Same. We're not going anywhere, but like. You're yeah. acting like you're at a, a theme park. You're just trying to get to the next ride quicker than everyone else. No, when I'm at a theme park, I'm trying to get out. That's I'm oh. just trying to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get out as soon as possible. Oh, my All goodness. right. Sorry for the nonsense, Jesse Giorzi. Uh, How did you get into branding? Yeah, so I've been. I wanted to get into sports no matter what um, from my whole life as a, as a kid growing up and played it like a lot of people and wanted to get into that industry. Um, and so got into ticket sales at first, did that in Dallas for a, a junior hockey team, um, which was tough sledding, selling amateur hockey in Dallas. Yeah. Um, but I uh, did that for a couple years, then worked in the NHL for the Blue Jackets, still on the ticket sales side of things. Wanted to get back in that marketing, PR kind of branding area because that's really what I cared about the most. Um, then worked in uh, at a racetrack, Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course in uh, Northeast Ohio for five years, um, small kind of team like compared to ims or some of the larger racetracks we had a a smaller team so did a little bit of everything from ticket sales marketing launching social media pages because this was like 09 010 when i was there so it was just twitter and all that stuff was just starting to kind of come up um on the corporate and brand side of things um and so was there for five years started to do more work in marketing and branding really really liked it and uh, and then moved out to indy as i said about four and a half years ago um, to work for charge or a marketing agency mostly focused in the sports and entertainment world um, i knew these guys from them representing honda which was mid ohio's biggest sponsor i was like i want to do more than just racing i want to do other things i want to do more than just just sports as well so um been doing that here for a while we've done a lot in in personal branding for athletes and and nascar drivers and football players as well uh, as corporate stuff so um each job that i've been at i've liked more than the previous one and this one's been so much fun to be able to get to do like that real kind of brand development especially when we work with clients who have no idea like what makes them different what makes them separated from their competition and be able to be like here you're telling me everything that that you think you represent here's a a kind of a clean packaged brand statement and and all the messaging that comes out of that so Mm. long answer but that's sort of the the path that led me here um, over the last several years yeah and i want to get into that what what that looks like like if you sit down with a meeting for for an athlete we can kind of do we can role play you can be the athlete Oh, I appreciate that. I was gonna say you can be the athlete, but that. I'll, well, you're, I'll roll you're with an ex, you know, tennis star. You yeah, have, you true. receive money. That That's means true. you're a I professional. I was a tennis professional for I think a month. Mm-hmm. That counts. He's it kind counts. of a big deal. I don't know if you've heard of Taylor J. Hall. <laughs> I mean, I did. I, I got paid. Thanks for the middle initial. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, so you got into it because, of, but sports was your focus. You wanted to start yep. getting sport, but you have dealt with other companies and other profession. You know, medical, and it looked like, uh, like business, like nationwide. Uh, some of the other companies that aren't sports-based, but your passion is in sports marketing. Yeah, and for the most part, we've uh, a lot of the companies that we've worked with at uh, at Charge, we've had you know have had like one leg or even a toe kind of in the sports world, which has usually been our our entree to them. Um, you know, we've done a lot of work with uh, with Honda as an agency for as long as we've been around. Obviously, Honda does stuff in IndyCar, and they have uh, title sponsorships of, of different arenas and things like that. But they're also just a big automotive company. Um, you know, locally, we worked with uh, with 
a company um, called Ultra Ankle. So it's a, an ankle brace, again, sort of in that sports world, but not a team or an mm -hmm. athlete or anything like that. And, and to help kind of redefine their brand and reposition them in the market to help them get more market share from some of the um, old school uh, ankle braces that you see. So um, yeah, definitely the passion is in that sports area, especially working with, with athletes. Um, and, uh, but really any kind of, any kind of corporate brand, I can still get excited about it. I can still, um, find a way, especially, um, for some of those, those industries that, that don't think brand first. Mm -hmm. Um, and when we can help a, a company do that and think like, here's how you need to position yourself, um, either to your consumers or something we've been doing recently as well as employer branding. Um, we've worked with, um, uh, a company called um, Fairbanks Recovery Center. So it's an addiction treatment center. They've got a nice, strong brand that attracts consumers, but um, we're helping them kind of reposition their employer brand so they can get better talent and retain better talent and position themselves to to hire the right people mm. when they're competing with other other healthcare systems in the area. So that's kind of even a different thing, totally different right. than personal branding or your traditional consumer-facing branding. Right. Um, but brands are all around us, and I get to like super blessed and, and happy that I get to help creates them. That's an interesting point about, you know, not necessarily branding for more business, right? Like when we think of branding, we think of commercials, we think we, someone who wants to sell a product or service, win more business. But branding is more than that just that. It's attracting the right talent. Like you said, I think, you know, I think back to the show with Thor on Snapshift, like mm -hmm. his, his branding is growing the business, but he's also trying to attract the right servers, uh, the right, the right Partners. people. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, director of brand strategy, that's such a, a big job. What is the difference between trying to figure out a brand differentiator for a company versus just an individual athlete? Yeah, so the, the process has some parallels. Say it's an athlete, you know, uh, not to bog down in our, in our system, but the basic process is we, we do a bunch of research. It's all step one is research. And it's finding out everything that we can find out about the athlete uh, in question or the, or the person. We've done it, you know, we can do it for CEOs or, or people that entrepreneurs or small business owners, but you want to find out everything that they've stories that have been written about them, blogs they've written, different things they've done on social media, um, whatever we can find out online. If there's different things on, you know, on the about me section on their website, um, whatever we can find out around them, that's step one. Step two is we talk to them and in our brand intake interviews, they usually last between two or three and four or five hours and it's like a lot of intensive intensive interviews and 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 there's a baseline of questions but then based on what we learned in that first phase of the research i'm going to ask different questions and and i may see some things that might be like okay there could be a story here there Hold could on. be something i blacked out so <laughs> you you're saying you get an athlete to sit in a room for three to five hours at a time to talk about their personal brand we give them bathroom breaks and sometimes we bring in lunch um, but yes it's very difficult to get the uh, especially because most of the athletes we're working with are in the earlier parts of their careers right. um and so it's uh, it's been that's the it, now it you is are a, talking a about a, a good subject for them which is themselves so that probably gets them to sit there longer but still three to five hours i think and sometimes it gets to be they like it because they're not just answering questions about what did you think about this play why did you make this move how did you miss that shot i'm right. talking about stuff that has nothing to do with with basketball or football right. or racing like we're talking about stuff in their childhood, their passions, where they spend their time and money outside of their sport. And that's questions they don't get asked a lot, but usually these guys, and you still have your gym rats who are, give you short answers when it's like, what else do you do when you're not playing basketball? Uh, I play basketball. <laughs> so, you know, we still have some other stuff that, that those guys that were able to dig through and get these really, really cool stories that nobody knows about. 
and then we're able to to use that and and, and take that story and, and package it, um, and then take that to uh, a media outlet or create a social campaign or something different that that's telling a different story than their points per game or how many touchdowns that threw last year. But it all really starts that process with research, whether that's an athlete, an individual. Um, and then in addition to talking to the athlete after or, or the individual after we talk to them for a while, then we talk to um, friends and family. And so we hear what the world says about you, what you say about you, and what the people that know you really well say about you. And that kind of gives us mm. a lot. I usually have 15, 20 pages of notes and several hours of, of, of recorded interviews. Um, and then it takes us a, you know, a week or two to kind of put that all together, see what kind of rises to the top, the consistent words or stories that we heard a lot that, that are standing out that are going to help make them different. Um, it's a similar process in a corporate brand. Instead of talking to the individual, I'll talk to maybe like the business owner or the marketing people, um, but really also talking to different people throughout the company because the the, um, the person who's on the front line with customers is going to have something different to say potentially than the person at the mm -hmm. um, you know in the corner office or different lengths of time that people have been there are also going to have different opinions. And then we also talk to customers if it's a consumer facing brand, pissed off customers as well as your loyal continuously buying every week or every month or every year customers and new customers and all, like all kinds of different things to get a, as much information as we can. Uh, and on the employer brand, sort of that, that other phase there, it's similar to that one where we're going to talk to, we're going to see what reviews, what people are saying about working for the company, why they quit, why they decided to come, why they accepted or didn't accept an offer. Um, and then talk to people again from all phases of the company, um, from you know your your custodial and janitorial service people to your C level people to new people to to people that have been there for thirty or forty years to get a sense of like what is that common theme that that everybody thinks that it's like to to be part of that brand. Reminds me of a episode of Hard Knocks. You ever watch Hard Knocks? I I don't. But you I ever watch Hard Knocks? Yes. So like you, it's like four or five episodes of a documentary. Mm -hmm. You know that is centered around a football team. And what's interesting is I think everyone sees uh, a football player, a football team as they go to practice and they play in games and they don't really realize like how much time is spent in classrooms learning, not only watching tape, but then also just learning about finances. And what's interesting is like these athletes come into the league and they're going to be making 500,000 uh, to a million, a lot of them in their first year. And so most of them are coming uh, from not making that kind of money. And so they don't know how to spend their money. They don't know how to change their spending habits. So they have always learned that when you get the money, you spend it. So it doesn't really matter how much money it is. Yeah. They just spend it immediately. So you've got these classrooms of of these kids, essentially, 19, well, in, in the NBA is 19 to 21, but like in the NFL is 22 to 25 that are, are sitting in these classrooms learning about all this other stuff. And I'd have to think a branding conversation or any, any type of conversation centered around what are you going to do after football? Cause the, after, you know, the average football players, three years, that's how long they're in the league. So the majority of their life is after what they do in the league. Do you guys talk about that kind of branding strategy around, Hey, listen, you're not going to, is that a tough conversation? It's kind of like life insurance. You don't want to talk about dying, but like, do you have to talk a lot about what are you going to do after football or a hundred percent? And I love that you just dropped the, the average career length. That's how we, a lot of times, at least how we get their attention for the first couple hours in these intakes. Cause we'll drop a, I'll, I'll pull up whatever the sport is. I'll pull up the study and it's like, Oh, did you know, like you think you're 20, you, you think you're going to have a, a, a 20 year career. You think you're yeah. going to be Peyton Manning or Tony Stewart right. or, or Derek Jeter. And it's like, okay, a couple things. 
I hope that you do. I really hope that you do. But just know that it's going to be and, – and pretty much throughout the leagues uh, and, and individual sports sometimes are a little bit longer, like tennis and golf have a little bit longer. But none of them's in double digits. The average career length is going to be pretty much between three and, and six years for the most part in all the team sports. And in football, it's one one play. Yeah. And basketball and some other sports as well, but especially football or racing, it could be one thing and that's and then you're done. So How many of them are sitting there just, that's not me though? You know, that, that won't be me. Yeah, and I it remind – and especially it, it, that helps when we're in a bigger room or we're talking to a large group of people because then it's like, it's going to be some of you. Like, <laughs> right. it will definitely right. be some of you. It's right. almost a look to the left, look to the right. right. One of you is going to have a long career. One of you is going right. to be gone in a couple of years. One of you is probably going to be right on that average. So that's a, a big attention grabber. And and so what a, what a strong brand can do, especially in the af- athletic space, but really for anybody, is it can help you raise your credibility, raise your profile, make yourself more valuable now, but it also can set you up for something the next step um, after your career. We didn't, this is not a guy we work with, but a terrific example. Um, Vince Wilfork, mm-hmm. longtime Patriots, um, uh, defensive lineman, he retired and then immediately had a deal with, I think it's Kingsford, um, uh, like a, a grilling deal and a, and a big social and marketing campaign outside of it because he'd been talking about grilling and barbecuing and smoking meats his whole career he'd been in um, when he was on the Texans he was on like Houston barbecue monthly which is a real magazine um, and like different things like that so it's when you have that right. all the time it's going to set yourself up so much better because a lot of times guys even who have decent careers think I'm going to immediately go to the broadcast booth there's only so many spots even if you look at local right. teams there's still so many spots like giving you an opportunity to do something outside of your sport or outside of your main career it's going to set you up for you want to call it a side hustle or or a next step a lot better if you really focus on something that's and and like own the idea that you're not going to be doing what you're the best in the world at for forever there's going to be a right. limit to it man i just think about i think about the young listeners uh that we have that are you know the average kid wants to be an entrepreneur now and 40 percent of children you know want to grow up beyond they don't want to be basketball players or astronauts anymore it's just crazy to me and i'd have to think it's because a lot of the athletes or the business people that are out there are labeled entrepreneurs even after like a vince wilfork yeah um what what can you say about like so without giving away trade secrets what what is it when you sit down with taylor j hall this renowned tennis player for a week uh, and you want to sell him on why he needs to have a stronger personal brand what what does that look like how, how do you how do you win his business what are some like with again without giving away trade secrets yeah. like what what do you say to someone like that yeah i think you know we're we're not going to be always your your best friend we're going to say some things that are going to be difficult especially in that first meeting because a lot of the times young athletes and and it's a cliche, but it's we've also seen it be true. And, and a lot of times, in, in a, you know, ten or twelve years, I've been in the sports business. I've seen it a lot that you've got yes men or yes women around you, and people right. are like, yeah, you know, you're great. You're going to do it forever. Like, you know, something that's that. So we're not going to go in always sunshine and rainbows. We're going to put some hard facts in front of you, like that average career length, and and what are you going to do after that? And even if you have the greatest career of all time, you're going to be done by your forty fifth birthday. You know, shout out Adam Vinatieri. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to be right. done at some it's point. Good. You're going to be done at some point. So like preparing yourself for that next thing. And it's like, look, um, you, you can, because, because of the way we look at athletes and whether it's fantasy sports or, or just your favorite team and those kind of things, like we look at the stats and what they're doing and what's relevant now. You think about like when a guy um, hurts himself or tears an ACL or has to miss some time, like, or has a bad season, like your stock will go down. Brands are going to want to talk to you less. Uh, media is going to want to talk to you less. So 
what a brand's going to be able to do for you, a strong personal brand is going to be able to insulate you from some of that stuff. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be telling stories about how many aces you had in the last tournament or how many points you scored in the last game. I'm going to be talking about how you grew up grilling with your dad and how that's such an important part of your life. And you're going to be sharing recipes that are like family recipes that you and your dad honed over the years, or it's going to be talking about um, your desire to help people and give back to people that were in the exact same situation as you from the same city and the same circumstances, those kinds of things. It doesn't have to be philanthropic or cost marketing, but whatever that like core Mm -hmm. story is, that's what we're going to tell. And it's going to insulate you from some of that other stuff like that, that goes on that, or that that's going to ebb and flow with your performance, um, on the field of play. We're going to help you insulate that and tell some stories that aren't going to be so-and-so won first place. Because whoever wins first place, whoever wins the championship is going to get the press clippings, is going to get, you know, not always, but sometimes is going to get some endorsement offers. Um, but if you don't win the next year or the next game, what happens to that? Um, hmm. So it's just whoever wins. You know, like the person that goes on, on Fallon, it's whoever wins – the championship, championship is going to go on found. They yeah. don't care who it is. If right. Whoever gonna wins it, right they're going to be on there. We want to get you in those places that are relevant to you and mm-hmm. that you care about, not because you won, but because you have a real authentic, unique, and simple story to tell that people can connect with, regardless of if you won, lost, dropped a 50 burger, or, or whatever. <laughs> I like that because you referred to it in, in tennis terms. Aces and points, so I appreciate that. Got it. I, and I watched sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a little bit different though because to me, he he said that typically we're not going to be your best friends. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people's perception changes uh, as their career goes along because you know when you're younger, typically, if someone's telling you things you don't want to hear, but it's the truth. Right. I don't want to hang around Tony because he's telling me all these things. But as you get older. Those tend to become your best friends because right. they're the ones that can have they're the, the difficult conversations things, yeah. with you. Yeah. And they're, they're just being real with you. And, and you, you kind of learn that as you experience it. So have you seen any difference in the mindset of uh, someone who just comes onto the scene um, and then when they get to the end of their career, how excited they are that they, they went with charge? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, we, we've worked with, um, with younger athletes and, and older athletes. Uh, me personally, I haven't worked with anybody for longer than like four years, but I've seen people listen, you know, longer, that's just how long I've been here. So some of the people that we started, you know, working early on with in NASCAR, and then they're four, three, four years older um, towards the end of our time with them. So I've seen growth there. But even just talking to um, some of the younger younger athletes and then some of the guys who are deeper into their career, you you just it's a lot easier to have those longer conversations with the guys in their 30s than it is with the guys who are 19 and 20 um, because they see that they're closer. They, they understand they've seen how hard it is to right. still remain relevant, remain at the top of their sport for this long. They see that um, they know the toughness of it and they know that they're also closer to the to the end than they are at the beginning. So they, they're going to listen a lot more. Um, I think one thing about about that and, and why it's difficult, especially for for younger people, regardless of your career. I mean, we were all, you know, I think in our 30s now, we were in our 20s. We probably weren't as, as good at listening and, and knowing our, our weaknesses as we are now. Um, there's a, um, a personal brand guy I follow on uh, on Twitter named Phil Palin, who I think is in his Twitter bio. It says, it's my job to tell you if your baby's ugly. And so <laughs> I like that quote because it kind of sums up like not all people that are going to focus on branding are going to do that. It's mm-hmm. your baby's terrific. Right. It's like that baby has a snaggle tooth. Not my and, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and one hair. Oh, one I, long I black hair. Like, I love that name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Sure you do. <laughs> so being having to being able to be honest with people and and especially and we've talked a lot about athletes as well, but it's the same for if you're a young entrepreneur, if you're mm-hmm. um, even a, a more seasoned business owner that hasn't had hasn't had some of that. Um, uh, adversity or, or, or challenges yet you're not always going to be as as open to listening to to um, feedback because it's going to sound negative right. um, but you don't want to get caught up in the if anyone says anything except for sunshines and mm-hmm. puppies and rainbows about me they're a hater they're negative I need them out of my life that's not the case there are definitely people like that but people that are going to be caring about your success are, are going to be honest with you if because not everything's sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. You know, the world's a dark place, and sometimes there are things that, that you need to be told that these aren't good. Um, let's make a change. How much of your brand strategy is based off of what that athlete told you versus what their friends told you about them? Really good question. It's gonna be. It's gonna vary, and and the same thing with. Um, with the corporate stuff, if the president of the company is going to be like, here's our values and everything, and you're talking to a person who's actually working there and dealing with customers, like, that's not us. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes it's a disconnect, um, and sometimes it's a, it's a strong enough disconnect where I need, we need to call people out and be like, okay, you told me this, this, and this, and this, and this. Right. I talked to your best friend since grade school, or I talked to um, you know 15 customers, and no one said that. Um, or your mom didn't agree with that. Or your mom said X. That would be why so didn't you brutal. Say this? Like, your mom didn't say that. Oh, gosh. I can only imagine how hey, they took that. little update. My mom listens to the show now. She does? She does. She's a fan. That's, yeah. And I guarantee my mom will listen to this one. Nice. So oh, that's, that's true. That was hopefully in, the in her car. Was, hopefully oh, in her that car. Was so good. So that was I, a good I would like to get a five-star rating from Mama Giorzi after, uh, after the show. Well, we are out of time, and it was packed full of uh, information. I, I just want to touch on the last uh, little bit you were talking about, and, and we've said it in like, a couple of the last shows, but... If you're not embracing your own personal brand within your own company, I think you're you're losing right now. I think especially the last 10 years, not just with social media, but just embracing of the personal brand within a brand, right? If you work for Coca-Cola, if you work for Banker's Life, we're here at Banker's Life. It doesn't matter what your job is. If you are embracing that larger brand, but then also building your, your personal brand underneath it, I think you're going to go a lot farther. But you have to embrace that bigger brand at the same time. Yeah, if you're not building your brand, then someone else is. It could be someone who's competing with you and is trying to bring you down, or it could just be your actions that you're not really paying attention to. Each of those actions is a microtransaction. It's either going to be a deposit or withdrawal from your personal brand. So if you're not focused on your brand, someone else is, and you don't want to put your brand in somebody else's hands. Well, thanks for listening. Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Mm asanygrows.com. All of our Mm -hmm. handles are at asanygrows. Jesse, where can they find you? Mm -hmm. You can find me at Jesse Giorzi, G-H-I-O-R-Z-I, on on all the socials and and, uh, more about us at chargegf.com. Director of Brand Strategy, Jesse Giorzi. I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you so much for coming on. Super. Thanks, guys. This is dope. Dope. He used it. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh.